Welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown, the podcast where we watch scary movies so you don't have to. From award-winning to completely unknown, we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Solange Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously as we take these movies seriously. Back when you were a teacher, you had a student, and you were one of those cool teachers who, like, you know, said calculus and stuff like that. A, (laughs) I was a very cool teacher, and B... I never said calculus <laughs> or had anything to do with calculus in any way, shape, or form as a teacher or a student. Yeah, but there was a movie like that. <laughs> there was. Um, yeah, I was a very cool teacher. And everybody knew that you cared about your students. Indeed. And your student, Jackson, you would do Anything for Jackson. I would do anything for Jackson. 2020. I'm not sure that I would do the anythings <laughs> that came up in the movie, anything for Jackson. From 2020. From 2020. So we're talking old people. We're talking reverse exorcism. Yeah. That term never comes up in the movie, I don't think. It was in the description of the movie. I saw it again and again when I was reading about the movie. And it's an amusing term to me because in the game Wonderlands, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Yes. She seems like the type who would do reverse exorcisms. It comes up. There's a guy who's a ghost and they talk about like him like getting inside your head and showing you visions or whatever. And they're like, oh, how are we going to get him out of there? And they talked about having to do a reverse exorcism, although that wouldn't get him out. I don't know. Anyway, they say that a reverse exorcism is something about putting your soul inside someone else and then exploding so that you both end up dying and going to hell. Wow. Yeah. That's not what happens here. So not like the SNL sketch we just saw last night on TikTok where the woman had an out-of-body experience and then... Her guardian angel shoved her and a dog soul back in her body. So now there's yeah. a cocker spaniel living in her left boob. <laughs> yeah. Not not like not that. that. And also not like what I just said no. is this movie. Because in this movie, the reverse exorcism is just cramming a soul into a body. Or at least that's what they wanted it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So... One of the most interesting aspects of this movie to me is that it is the story of this older couple who lost their daughter and their grandson in a car accident. And they have decided in like older couple fashion, like like they've stumbled across this old technology, a spell book. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty old technology. That, that they don't really know how to use, but they've kind of fumbled their way into making it work. And so now they're going to use it, such as they are, yeah. to rebirth their grandson. So they're like reverse exorcisming him into a pregnant woman 
So that they can have their grandson back. Yes, he will take the place of the baby, they believe. Which really flies in the face of the whole life begins at conception concept. I guess, yeah. I mean, maybe the baby's alive and he's just going to get replaced. I don't know. I don't know how any of this works, to be honest. Neither did they, really. (laughs) Yeah, and it was, that sounds like a goofy premise. And there was a fair amount of comedy to this whole thing, but it wasn't lighthearted overall. It was kind of serious. It was serious, but it was also like sort of romantic yeah. in the sense that okay it kept making me think we are also at this same time as we are watching these movies we are watching doctor who and obviously we're, obviously and we're in this season where amy pond and rory williams are running around with the doctor and like this old couple made me think of amy and rory especially the guy because he was like <laughs> i would do anything for her yeah. Even kidnap and murder a pregnant lady so that our grandson can come back, even though I don't really think it's going to happen. And I think she's probably a little crazy because it's her fault that they both died. Yeah. It was touching in a way, right? Like there was a lot of like the emotional piece of it was yeah. in this movie. Yeah, it was. It was about them. And that's what's weird is that they are the protagonists here. And we kind of care about them. Here's the thing. So they kidnap this girl. They've got her chained up in bed. It's like misery. Except that you care about Kathy Bates instead of the guy who's chained (laughs) to the bed. I mean, kind of, but not really. Like, you also are like... These people should not be doing this. This is a bad thing. It's bad, for sure. This is bad. I had very little sympathy for her, like the old lady. Uh, The old lady's name was Audrey. I had very little sympathy for her. Like, she... I mean, I guess by the end, I'm like, okay, well, she's just not entirely there. Like, she does not have use of all of her mental faculties at this point. And so there's a little bit of empathy because of that. But the empathy for for Henry, her husband, like, he didn't really want to be doing any of the things that he was doing. He was terrible at it. <laughs> yeah, like, he was bad at it. He was the worst liar. <laughs> and... Audrey was seemed evil in the sense that she was like, I have a mission and I am going to do anything to accomplish this mission. And Henry was just like fumbling along. And every time he'd interact with somebody like, like he's interacting with the police officer who comes to his office because he kidnapped a girl from his own medical practice who happens to walk by his house every day because she lives near him. Mm -hmm. Like what? Yeah. Anyway, the police come and they're asking him, like, just (laughs) no suspicion at all. Just like, hey, if you have anything about this woman. And he's like, "Um, well, she she told me, you know, whatever. And they're like, oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. When was this? Um, When I saw her right before she disappeared. (laughs) Um, Like it gave off. You know, in the office when Michael is pretending he's going to the dentist and they ask him which dentist, and he's like, um, Crentist? <laughs> like, it was that kind of energy through the whole movie from Henry. Yeah. I mean, he had a hard time, and you feel for him. Mm-hmm. And honestly, didn't really feel much for this woman that was tied to the bed. I was just like, all right, 
whatever. She's just like furniture, which is so sad because like she's being tortured and this is horrible, but I just never really cared about her. She had like a, an intense character arc too, because when she first finds out she's pregnant, like it's completely unexpected. Yeah. She is not interested in being pregnant. And then like, we don't see a lot of her prior to the kidnapping, but you do get this sense. Like if she tells Henry at one point that she's getting used to the idea and she's kind of excited about uh-huh. it. And then by the end of the movie, like she's, she's willing to do whatever she can to protect her baby. Yes. She goes all out. And that's why, that's where it kind of didn't work for me because I feel like they didn't build that empathy for her and that connection to her. So that at the end of the movie, when she's like kind of the hero escaping from everything or not, I wasn't like, hooray, we've done it. Cause I don't know. It just didn't, it was more like, oh, they failed to get their baby. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I didn't really want them to that no, either. It no. was it was complicated. Well, I mean, I thought it was kind of cool at the end how she... I mean, basically all she had to do to escape. Like, she had to escape the actual humans. Mm-hmm. But then as far as all she had to do to escape the ghosts was just ignore them. <laughs> yeah. And they were all trying... They were doing all of their, like, like Beetlejuice vest to scare her. It was like the couple in Beetlejuice where... They didn't really have any power in the world, so they were just like, boo! <laughs> yeah. And nobody was afraid of them. These ghosts looked horrific, but if you didn't let that bother you, like, she could just walk right by them. Yeah. As they're, like, throwing themselves into the snowblower blades or whatever. Right. That happened. Yeah. So that was an easy escape. It was too easy. Yes. But there was also a demon at that point because, you know, twisteroos, the ritual wasn't really getting them Jackson. It was just no. raising a demon, which clawed itself out of Henry's body. So poor Henry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the real reverse exorcism that happened in this movie is that Henry became like the devil. Yeah. So he shows up and I assume he was going after her, but he was not that concerned. So... She just got away. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That That is basically a summary of the end of the movie. Yeah. She just got away. Well, it is, except then you've got the very final shot of the movie where she's driving away, feeling like she's gotten away. And I think it was the demon that had been summoned. And it was just walking across the road in front of her, kind of slow. And I don't know, I guess we're just supposed to be like, okay, now this demon is loose on Earth, and that's bad, and that's how it ends. Yeah. And then she, like, puts her hands on her belly and, like, looks down. And to me, it looked like she was having, like, kind of this, like, satisfied, like, happy look. But then when I asked you... (laughs) You were yeah. like, no, she's concerned. Yeah, she was. Makes more sense. I thought she was very concerned about what was happening and like protecting her baby. Maybe, yeah. But throughout the movie, you know, we see uh, these ghosts at different times and you don't really know what's really happening because the ghosts kind of are just like video. They they happen 
like they, they shoot themselves over and over in front of you, but it doesn't do anything. It's just mm-hmm. it's just scary and annoying. So at this point, at the end of the movie, this thing walks in front of her. So you know there's still evil going on. Mm-hmm. But is that like just something in her head that tells you that Jackson has a demon in him? But why would that be? Because the demon came out of Henry? I don't know. I don't know what it all means. I, I don't know either. I, I really like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, the ending. I was into this movie because there were some interesting things. Like the, the the older characters, like they did that really well. And I was super into the like octogenarian <laughs> devil worshiper kind of thing. Like it was an yes. interesting, intriguing piece of storytelling. That, that meet at the library for a satanic club every week. Yes. And then I was also into like these were some super creepy ghosts. Like it was it was weird that they couldn't actually do anything, mm-hmm. which then kind of defanged them, but they were very unpleasant to look at. The floss lady? Ugh. Yeah. That was the most unacceptable Ugh. ghost. But what's weird also is that there was the trick or treat girl who was dressed in a Charlie Brown ghost costume mm-hmm. and you know going trick or treat. And I guess that was her the, daughter, the daughter, yeah, yeah, who was the mother of Jackson, uh, but as a child, trick or treating, and so that was that. But then the giant ghost would show up, and it was like an eight foot tall version of that same ghost, and it was like with a deep manly voice, yeah, like why is that there? The flossing lady, which is actually. Audrey, evil Audrey, flossing her teeth, because apparently Henry has a fear of her flossing her teeth. I don't know. It was pretty upsetting. And why? Why is there a ghost of Audrey? She's not dead. No. At least not at the beginning. I mean, it's, I don't think it was a ghost. I think it was just like the devil tormenting these people. Like they had started the ritual and torment was happening to them. Yeah. Like the little girl in the ghost costume. That was supposed to be like, I don't know, maybe a cute memory, maybe an annoying memory because she seemed kind of annoyed that her daughter would only dress as this Charlie Brown ghost every single year for Halloween. She's like, I tried to get her to do other things, but she wouldn't. But I think it was supposed to be like a memory of her daughter, which both is sweet and also guilt-inducing because she is the reason why her daughter died, ultimately. Yeah, so she's tormented by this guilt and memory. And so the guilt maybe is what turns it into a big scary thing rather cool. than a little But then you're girl. like what's with the floss? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Then the other side of all these sort of hallucination type things cuz they had no impact, they were just visual mm-hmm. things was that kind of everybody who came to the house, two people, would just kill themselves, would like be taken over by this whole energy mm-hmm. of evil and kill themselves in some way suddenly mm-hmm. and then become a ghost. And so that felt like the the demon or whatever, like my note there was somebody is protecting this endeavor. Like there was that was yeah. protection of let's we're I'm gonna make sure that this this reverse exorcism goes through because it, the two people, one of them was their snow removal guy who <laughs> was just going to like stumble into figuring out that they had a woman captured in their house yeah. like because he just couldn't take no for an answer. Yeah. So he ends up throwing himself into his snowblower and then the other is the detective who thanks to Henry's terrible lying skills definitely showed up and was like 
I know you had something to do with this. She gets there. She finds Shannon handcuffed to the bed. Like she's figured it all out and then ends up shooting herself. Yeah. Well, after she's got the old couple all handcuffed and she's got it all covered and then instantly shoots herself. Yeah. Then Ian comes, who is one of their like library Satan worshiper club, who is super mad. It was super funny to me when he is like cranky that that the lady who is in charge of the satanic <laughs> cult didn't do it right. She doesn't even believe in Satan. Right? He he was just like going off about how poorly run the, the satanic <laughs> worship meetings were. Yeah. She doesn't even do a proper blessing at the beginning, you know. <laughs> that was funny. So what happens to Ian, though? Because, like, Ian just, like, vanished. Like, yeah, somebody came, know. grabbed him from behind, and, like, uh, he was gone. Well, maybe. I don't know, because I just want to bring this in. It was the asphyxiated contortionist ghost, who we haven't mentioned, which is the other ghost that they had to deal with. And he was just crawling around all contorty mm-hmm. and trying to bite Shannon's belly because he wanted to get at the baby. Yeah. I don't know what his deal was. I mean, I think he was just straight up like the portal is open and anything is coming through at this point. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. It got very confusing. I mm-hmm. couldn't follow it all. Yeah, it got confusing, but swearing is bad for the baby. Yes. See, that was part of the whole, like, old people thing. Like, they were so easily tricked, and they had, uh-huh. like, such weird sensibilities about everything. Yeah, they. it was fun to see them trying to figure out the Satanism, kind of going through it the same way they go through trying to figure out technology. Mm-hmm. That was amusing oh and then so the handcuffs on shannon's wrist were like cutting off her circulation Mm -hmm. so audrey knitted her some handcuff cozies cozies yeah like and like slit took the handcuffs off of her so she could slide this this knitted tube over them (laughs) and put them back on and i suppose that it added padding but honestly, I was like, you know what? If the handcuffs are too tight, yeah. adding fabric <laughs> is going to just make them tighter. Like, I don't understand the solution yeah, I, here. I would say it shouldn't have been cutting off your circulation. It should have been chafing. Right, That's right. what that would have fixed. Yes. But, um, hey. But somehow adding the knitted handcuff pads to the handcuffs then like weakened them to the extent that later when Shannon just like pulled on them, they came apart. Yeah. Well, one of them, I don't know what that was. That was like, I don't know. It was just, it hadn't been closed right or something. Maybe it was, it was very convenient that the handcuffs then broke at exactly the right time. Yeah. Like, but didn't break at all the times when she was actually trying to break them. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. Another example of the just lack of expertise this couple demonstrated was that after Rory, the snow removal guy, like throws himself into his snowblower, Henry has to get rid of his body. So he like Mm. chops it up, puts it in bags, and then like takes it to the side of the road somewhere and just starts putting (laughs) snow on top, like like dumps them out and starts burying them in. In the snow. Yeah. Not dirt, just snow. That'll be there forever. Don't worry I about mean, it. I mean, 
That's not even close to a solution, Henry. I mean, I feel like that fits the Henry plan. He yes. was just not not fully capable of this. See, Henry put me in the uncomfortable place of being angry that he was being so bad at being <laughs> bad. Like yeah. I'm like, I could do this better, which is an <laughs> awkward thought to have. Yeah. But that's the thing, you know, people can't figure stuff out. Oh, it's like, you know, when you're playing phone games and the ads come up and they're for like super simple games, but the, in the ad, the person doing it is (laughs) really bad at it. Like they can't, they can't find the three soccer balls (laughs) and you want to just buy the game just so you can show them how much better you are. It was that, like, I felt like this movie was trying to gaslight me into Performing doing rituals. Yes, performing satanic rituals just to prove that I could do it better <laughs> than these incompetent people. Oh, I hope you don't get started with that. <laughs> now, my thing, okay, this is, a, this is a broader issue. Okay. I looked at this movie, and it, it's got something that is in every movie, which is an ancient book with a ritual to summon the devil or whatever it might be. It feels good to our brains to be like, ooh, this ancient book with ancient knowledge of, you know, evil rituals. At one point, Ian said this might be the oldest book in the history of the world. That's an old book. Yeah. But if you really think about it, if this ritual works, that means they figured it out and it worked. And they summoned the devil mm-hmm. who then destroyed the world. So mm-hmm. why are we here? How How is that possible? Also, he said that it had had like lots of different kinds of writing in it. So this yeah. happened over and over and over <laughs> I again. I guess so, yeah. Maybe it's a cycle we don't even know is happening. I mean, but look then, around. But then, it feels like someone has found that book. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. But then the question is, where does the devil go? Like, does he get bored? And he's like, uh, I've done all the damage I can do. I'm going back. Maybe. He's like, <laughs> messed with that anthill. Let's watch them rebuild for a little while before I come back and do it again. Yeah. I don't know. I I want to talk about the fact that when Ian showed up, like they had asked Ian to help them find this book and then they found it, I don't know, apparently on eBay or something. Yeah. Um on their own. But so then he knew that they were looking for it, which then like he was looking for it and he saw that someone else had bought it and so he got suspicious and he came to see what they were up to, right? So he gets there he sees that, you know, they have completely botched this. They're like, they've only done the first half of this ritual. Yes. It's not what they think it is. Blah, blah, blah. At this point, they had kidnapped a woman and two people had died in their home that they had then tried to cover up. Yeah. Ian comes in and he's like, I'll finish this ritual for you. Pretending that it's still going to bring them their their grandson. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll get you your grandson if you give me the book when this is all over and $10,000. Yeah. And first of all, they had covered up the deaths of two people and kidnapped a woman. I feel like he could have asked for more than $10,000. He could have, but they Maybe, did say they made themselves broke buying this book. That's true. Maybe that's the situation. But also, he plans to open the portal between Earth and Purgatory <laughs> and let all the demons in. What is he going to do with $10,000? Does he think know. money is still going to be valuable Maybe once the devil work. comes back? <laughs> like, weird. Ian was a weird dude. 
I definitely had a note. He was a weird dude. Of course Ian lives in his mother's basement. Well, yeah. yeah. Also, the first time we saw Ian, I was pretty sure he was somebody who had been dead and then resurrected because he looked like pasty like a corpse. Yes, very much. He did not look okay. No. Yeah, that that was something. Okay, that's all. I just wanted to point out how extra, extra weird and creepy Ian was. Okay. Ratings. So anything for Jackson was a Shudder original. Mm-hmm. And anytime we come across a movie that is an original made by one of these streaming services that exists now, I have to wonder how much of this movie was written by AI. <laughs> yeah. Right? I guess. How much I, of it? I've always thought Netflix only for that. But no, okay. but you know what? Why would Netflix be the only? Especially <laughs> now with the way oh, you now know, chat GPT is going. Be, yeah. I mean, not that this was written since chat GPT, but like... I feel like there is a distinct possibility that this movie was created by feeding a lot of like, what if this and this mm-hmm. seems to be popular and here, you know, check out this algorithm and create a movie for us. <laughs> yeah. And like many of the Netflix AI originals, which I mean, that is my own theory. <laughs> don't sue me, Netflix. I don't know anything. I'm just I don't know anything about anything. Remember that. But like those, this felt like it was so intriguing. I was interested. It had engaging characters. Like mm-hmm. there, w- there was newness to it. And I'm like, this. I am down for this. Like I am, I am here for this movie. And then it got to the end, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Huh? What? No. Very that doesn't make style. any sense. What happened? It just ended. And she drove off. Yeah. And hugged her belly. <laughs> and I was like, um. Huh? Yeah. So it's very disappointing because like 90% of this movie was fantastic. Not that it was like a high, this was not like Train to Busan or anything, (laughs) but it was interesting. It was fun to watch. It was creepy. The acting was good. Like there were so many good things about it. And then it just ended and it was intensely disappointing at the end. Which is so hard to rate because I want people to watch most of it. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, I, I feel like I should go back and, and find out, like, where's the point where you just turn it off and don't, like, just end here. <laughs> this is the most satisfying ending you're going to get. Like, just, yeah, just but, end. I mean, it has that climax of the whole ritual going down and, and Shannon escaping. Here's the thing. Here's where I would tell people to stop. Okay, if you choose to watch this movie, because it, it was, I would say watch this movie. When Shannon gets out of the house, gets past the snowblower guy... <laughs> Looks back and sees Jackson in the window. Scene. Turn it off there. That's the end of the movie. The rest of it is completely unnecessary and does not add anything. Makes it more confusing. Like, just end it there. Of course, the rest of it is about 30 seconds, but still. Still. Like, it's an open-ended movie, and that's the open ending that you leave it at. Yeah. The rest of it feels like it's pretending that it's picking a direction for it to go, but it's Mm -hmm. not. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was supposed to be saying. So, yeah, so I think there's like 30 seconds of this movie that should have been edited off and you just end with Jackson because at that point I was like, there was a part of me that was like, oh, has her character arc gone so far that she's like not only wants to protect her baby, but she also wants to protect their baby. Huh. And like she might 
I don't know what at this point to somehow take care of this because Jackson was like the one ghost that didn't really do anything bad. Yeah, he was just he's he just, was just a kid. Right? Like he's just this little three year old. And so that to me, like that it, had it ended there, I would have been thinking about like, ooh, what if? Like there was an interesting reason for me to keep considering this movie. Because they tacked on the rest of it, I was like, nah. Hmm. Eh. I don't care. They answered that what if. Nope, she didn't care. <laughs> and then they added a what if I didn't care about, yeah. which is what if the devil came to Earth? And I'm like, nah. We've seen that in real life. <laughs> so all of that being said, I'm going to score this movie minus the final 30 seconds. I'm just editing those 30 seconds off. They don't exist to me anymore. Okay. And in that case, I am going to give anything for Jackson a very solid four uneven hems out of five. All right. We did not appreciate the Netflix original, The Open House. No, we did not. That was a zero. Yes. Because of the ending. And it was like really good up until the ending. But the ending was so violently inappropriate that it just threw it all off a cliff. In this case, I feel like the ending is flawed in the same sorts of ways, but definitely not to the same degree. It just hangs there and doesn't do anything. But it's such a small part, and there's so much really enjoyable, kind of just like fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) leading up to that, which is... Probably sounds terrible, but really, watch it. You'll see. It's a romp. It's a romp. These are old people being silly. (laughs) And satanic. It's satanic. Those goofy satanic old people. It was just very enjoyable and engrossing. And it has a solid climax before the what what does it all mean. Which is what the open house was missing. Yeah. Like it it built it, built it, built, and then it was just (laughs) over and there was nothing. No movie for you. So in this one, I will give it four and a half uneven hems out of five. Oh, snap. I almost did that too, but then I didn't. Oh, well, I feel it deserves it because I really enjoyed just how it felt and the way it was done. It was a fun movie. I'm half tempted. To give it another half. You can't just copy me. All right. I'm going to keep it at four, but it's a very solid four. It's so solid that it's so four and solid. a half. It's like four and a quarter. <laughs> okay. It's a four <laughs> leaning toward four and a half real hard. Like it's almost going to fall over. Do you need to update yours? No, I'm going to keep it as a four. Okay. A leaning four. <laughs> a leaning four. <laughs> All right. Find the horror of a world gone mad. There were several times in this movie where, like, something relevant to today's politics came up. For example, Shannon discovers she's pregnant, and Henry's like, there are options. When he realizes that she's not into this idea of being pregnant, he's like, well, there are options. He goes, I mean, they're all out of state, but there are options, which was funny and made me wonder what state they were in. Yeah. It's like, somewhere cold. Yeah, it was not Texas. No. So there were interesting pieces that could that I could have connected to politics today. But they were all things I've talked about a lot. 
lately. So I think I want to look at the whole, the big picture of this movie, which is these old folks, and not just the old folks, Ian too. Like there were people in this movie who found a book that was going to bring, summon the devil, or at least a a spirit from the, the other side back to our side, right? They believed this, they were going to make it happen. And what that made me think about is that there are people who believe these things can happen, mm-hmm. like for real. Like not like, haha, we're watching a <laughs> horror movie, but like that these things are really real and can really happen. And that public libraries are indeed hotbeds of indoctrination <laughs> and satanic worship. Yes, they are. And these people are trying to take control of our elections through uh, voting legislation, through redistricting, through court packing, through so many ways. Like people who believe that if they found the right book and said the right words, the devil would come back to earth are trying to make decisions for the rest of us. And they're making it so we can't make those decisions, only they can. Right. And it concerns me greatly because here's the thing. I don't care. Like, believe what you want to believe. I don't have fear about other people's religious beliefs because I don't believe that those things are real. So believe what you want to believe. Like, chant all the incantations you want. I do not have a fear that angry spirits are going to come back to the world and try to kill me. Like, that doesn't bother me. What does bother me is when your belief system then allows you to circumvent your morality to justify kidnapping a woman Mm -hmm. or to justify hiding the body of your snow removal guy. Or, like, (laughs) like when, when you stop behaving in an ethical way justified by your religious beliefs... That is a problem to me. And it is even more of a problem to me when then that becomes what is controlling everyone else. And then the fact that there are people who believe these things and are willing to justify their behavior using these ideas, then turn around and look at me and say, yeah, well, now you have to live the way Mm -hmm. I believe that you have to live. And so do everybody else. Yeah. Like, that's a problem. Like, don't control me. Go read all the crazy books you want and imagine all the ghosts you want, but you don't get to tell me how I have to walk through the world. You get to control you. I get to control me. But because they're controlling themselves puts them in a place of fear, then they feel like they have to control me, which is different because I don't live in a place of fear, so I don't feel the need to tell other people how to believe and how to worship and all of that. Like, do your thing, dude. I don't care. But stop kidnapping women. Yeah, just don't do things that harm other people. That's the rule. And stop passing legislation that makes it so other people can't live the way they want to live. It's so hypocritical. And I think that's what makes me the angriest is that there are all these so-called Christians in the Texas legislature making decisions about other people's bodies because they don't want other people to do things that they're not allowed to do. Like it's so hypocritical and infuriating. Anyway, that's my political rant based on this movie. Yeah. It wasn't a tip at all. It was just a rant. Yeah. Good ranting. Thanks. The Texas Senate just passed 
the bill about how the governor can overturn the elections in all the Democratic counties. It's not specifically the Democratic ones, but it's all the, I big, mean, all the big ones, which means the Democratic ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they can just decide that we don't vote the way we want to vote. I mean, they've been doing it all along. Like, yeah. oh, you don't worship the right way. We're going to make you worship the way we want to. Which, like, the whole point of our country, like, mm-hmm. we're here because there was a group of people who were told how to worship in England, and they were like, no, thank you, please. We're going to leave. At The leadership at the time was like, oh, no, don't leave. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But now here we are doing exactly the same thing. Well, that's that's that syndrome where, you know, the, the bullied kid becomes a bully because mm. mm-hmm. it's just, now it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, everyone out there who is, has a belief system, do your thing. As long as your thing does not involve forcing me to do your thing alongside you. And and as long as your thing doesn't involve harming That's anyone else. Everybody can do whatever they want as long as it doesn't harm anyone else. Yep. What we're going to do next week is we're going to watch a movie in the privacy of our own home. No harm to anyone. And you can watch it too and we can discuss it. Yeah. Or... If you don't like the things that we're saying, you cannot listen to us. Super easy. Well, that's, no, that's not an option. Mikey. Everyone is required to listen to us. Mikey. Bye, everybody. Bye. Don't forget to call your elected representatives. Which you have to do. Blah, 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 blah.